0: Didn't let my kids play, my grandkids play with my phone before service. Too many pages open. <laughs> I want to read a letter from our missionaries over in Spain to you this morning. Dear precious friends, I am so thankful for the body of Christ. What would we do without one another to hold one another up in prayer and encouragement. Truly, every day I have friends and acquaintances sending me their prayer requests for all sorts of needs, and I try to make a point to pray right when I get the request. There have been some great answers, but also there are some situations where we are having to continue, continue, continue to press through longer in terms of prayer. It seems in general, as we pray for friends around the world, that the body of Christ has been under attack, lots of struggles going on. For me, it is always easier to pray for others than myself and for family. So today, I'm asking you to please stand with us in prayer for our family, for financial provision, for health, for wisdom, and guidance. We have been under a lot of spiritual attack lately as a family in many areas, which I mentioned just a few. Wendy, as you know, is living in Dallas, and over the past several months, there have been several freak accidents happen regarding her car that has put her life in jeopardy. In each situation, the Lord has intervened to keep her safe. But it has been scary. In December, going home from work, on a bridge, her car hit a patch of ice and began to spin. uh, Hit both front and uh, rear fenders uh, on the bridge. When the car came to a stop, she was facing oncoming traffic. Her glasses had been thrown off, and she can't really see without them. (laughs) By God's grace, she wasn't killed. Turns out her glasses had flown off and landed under the seat on the passenger side. She is not able to see well at all without her glasses, but was able to turn the car around and get home. It was a very scary experience Recently, she was driving down the highway and all of a sudden the hood of her car popped open and she couldn't see where she was driving. The Lord helped her pull over and close the hood. She took her car to a shop and they said it was fixed. Like two weeks later, once again on the highway, on her way to work in downtown Dallas, the hood popped up and this time cracked her windshield, scaring her badly. Once again, by God's grace, she was able to get off the highway and close the hood. Now uh, Now she is badly shaken and called an Uber to take her on to work, she really needs a new car. Her car is quite old. In Wendy's words, she said, "Mom, I have uh, have stared death in the face one time too many lately. Uh, we really feel it's an attack of the enemy against her. Please, please help us to pray for the finances for her to be able to change vehicles. At this point, her car is pretty well beat up." Uh, uh, says pray for cassie and isaiah that's their other two children they've been under attack isaiah is badly in need of a job right now he's put his application in in a lot of places food industry stores of all kind nothing is open the economic work situation here in spain is very bad he is praying for god to show him what uh, or what and where to go next cassia was very sick with a flu bronchitis she burst blood vessels in her both of her eyes for, from coughing so hard She's better now, but it took about a month for her to start feeling better. Vicente and I have also been struggling with health issues. Recently, we have had yet another of our supporters pass away. I think I mentioned this to you earlier, that they have a lot of elderly supporters that have been with the family for a long time. But another one of their supporters passed away, and another faithful supporter of many years has had to quit sending support due to financial issues of their own. So we really need a miracle in the area of finances. It just seems like we are being hit on many fronts. Please hear my heart. I am in no way complaining. I am just saying we need some miracles and asking if you would please back us in prayer. We really need it. Right now we are in the second week of a 21-day fast as a family and as a church. We are praying as a church, especially for restoration, salvation, and healing in the families here in Antiquara. Believing for miracles that only God can do. Thank you for being part of our lives and standing with us. So I want you just to remember them. Uh, in your weekly or your daily prayers. Uh, uh, Very special people. I know they haven't been here that often, but whenever they can get here, they get here, and we just enjoy and love having them. But uh, Anyway, just one of our needs here in the church. You know, I was thinking, we were singing uh, this morning that first song, and it was something about seeing the glory of God, and I just felt like God told me just to tell you, just take a look around. You are the glory of God. You are God's children. You are the glory of God. You are what God takes delight in. And really what shows off God to the world. So it's really important that we live our lives according to God's principles and precepts. Uh, We're going to keep the children up today. I I don't want to speak very long, but I... I have a word I want to speak to you. Uh, I want to start this morning in Proverbs 4. I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version to begin with, and I'm going to go to King James. But this first verse I want to read, it's in Proverbs four twenty three. Keep your heart with all diligence or vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. I want to talk about the heart this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! You know, when we talk about the heart, we're not talking about the organ that's inside of you that keeps this natural man going. In all reality, I think when the the Bible speaks of the heart, it really is speaking of the soul of a person. If you know how we're made up, we're body, soul, and spirit. But in Ecclesiastes, it says that when a man dies, the spirit which God breathed into him to give him life returns to God. The body returns to the ground from which it came. The only thing left is a soul, and that's who you are. That's the heart that we're talking about. When we speak about the heart, we think of something that's in the middle of things. You know, the heart's kind of in the middle of our body. It, you know, uh, It's kind of in the center of things, and it's, the reason it's there is because it should be the center of attention. <laughs> you know, it's basically our spiritual heart. It, it should be that which we pay attention to. You know, I was thinking about uh, when we come here on Sundays, we should just envision Jesus standing Right there, because he said he would be in our midst, you know, and in the midst of this too. So in each of our hearts he's here, but he's also right in the midst of our whole body, uh, desiring to minister and, and meet our needs. But it's so important that we keep our heart. You know, uh, one of the biggest spiritual challenges we have as Christians is our hearts are prone to wonder. And that wander away from God is really what we're talking about. I want you to think about. There's a a parable that Jesus taught in in Matthew and it talks about a shepherd having a hundred sheep and one of them strays away. Well, I know that that's talking about someone, you know, who has stepped away from the grace of God. But in all reality, I was thinking about this and that's what our hearts do. You know, it's like we're in a flock and, and, you know, doing well in God and all of a sudden we begin to be distracted. Even though we have everything we need, we have life, we have joy, we have peace that God has given us through Jesus Christ, we begin to look at other things. And we begin to wander off. And that's what our heart does. Our heart, you know, begins to look at things, you know, maybe like prosperity or wealth, you know, those type of things, and, and we get distracted. And we begin to wander away from what God's desire is for us. You know, I was thinking, I don't know how many of you have ever seen the, the animated kids movie, I mean, I love it as an adult too, Up. But there's a dog on there, and every once in a while he's talking and all of a sudden squirrel. You know, and he's looking, he's distracted, and that's what happens with us. We're going along fine and things are going good, and all of a sudden something catches our eye and we're off the subject and we're on to the squirrel. You know, we're chasing that which isn't there in a sense, or you know, just something that has fleetingly caught our eye. But we've got to make sure that our hearts stay true to Christ. You know, we can easily get lost. In these lesser things of life, it's easy to be distracted to a point where we forget. You know, there's the parable of the sower, and it talks about the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches, you know, entice us away. So we forget, you know, and we don't grow fruit. We begin to, you know, do things that are not that godly, in a sense. We need to make sure that our hearts stay true to God, that our hearts are not overtaken or consumed. By the thoughts of success you know and other things can come up too we may have feelings of fear of worry anxiety these can take us away from Christ too we need to make sure that our hearts are stayed and true within Christ you know I was thinking about that when, when these distractions come along the Bible tells us you know that the weapons of our war are not, warfare are not carnal but mighty through God but it also talks about taking those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ And so often, instead of taking them captive, we let them run free for a while. And before you know it, they've taken over. You know, we need to capture those thoughts and bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. We need to make sure that we're thinking the things that Christ wants us to think, not being overcome with fear or worry or anxiety or thoughts of wealth, you know, uh, being popular, all those type of things. We need to make sure that we're living for Christ. You know, when these things come into our life, really what happens is they become idols because they take our time. They, you know, that's what we're spending our attention on. I was just hearing the other day on the, news, or on the radio and a guy was saying, you know, the greatest gift that you can give anyone is your attention. Right. And I thought about that. And, and, you know, he was talking about, you know, when you're talking with your wife, you know, you want to make sure that she has your attention. You know, make sure that she, you know, knows that you're listening. Your children. You want to make sure that when they're coming to talk to you, that your attention is upon them. And he said, and especially when you get in the presence of God, you want to make sure that God knows that he has your attention. You know, pay attention to what God is saying. You know, because if we don't allow them to have our attention, you know, have God to have our attention, then our attention is on something else that is an idol. It's something that's taking our attention away from God. And with all these things, you know, there's so much in our world today about cancer. There's a spiritual cancer that can creep into our hearts. And it does just what natural cancer does. It just takes away the life. And if you don't watch it and if you don't keep it in check, you know, it will overtake your body. And, and really the life of Jesus will be drawn out of you. We'll begin to lose our heart for Christ. We'll begin to lose our soul in a sense to other things. I want to turn to Matthew chapter 6. I want to read just a portion of Scripture here. I want to start in verse 25. And we're going to read to the end of the chapter. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on it, It is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment, Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? I read it in another translation. It said, how, who can add you know, any length to his age? <laughs> you know, how many of us can, you know, just by taking thought, make ourselves live longer? You know, We have an appointment with Christ, <laughs> appointment with death. And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast in an oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do Gentiles seek For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Give your attention to God is what it's saying here. Keep your heart stayed upon Christ. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Our heart, we need to take care of it. We need to heed this warning that we just read here in Matthew. Hallelujah. You know, we, we want to make sure that things in this world do not overshadow our longing for Christ or our need for Christ. We need to have a heart that runs after God, that desires God to the fullest. You know, and as. We partake of the elements this morning, I want you just to think about this. I want you to think about asking God to help us to be more or to seek him more than anything else, excuse me. I want us to pray that God would stir up that first love that we had again within us and recapture our hearts. I also want you to Take thought this morning as we partake of the elements of communion. I know there's been a lot of sickness going among us. To think of the health that comes through this, through Christ's Broken body, through his shed blood. You know, it says if we take unworthily, that it brings uh, sickness upon us. You know, many are weak and sickly among you because they don't take righteously. But if you're righteous and partaking of this, I believe that this, device or the opposite of that happens to us. You know, that we can have health. And strength to the partaking of this. So I'm going to just ask um, if I can get four of the men to volunteer to pass out the elements at this time. And I want you to, just as we're doing this, the reason I kept the kids here is because I want us to do this as a family. You know, when when someone hurts, we all hurt. So I want us just to realize, you know, how important we all are. I, I was just thinking about a healthy church. And I think one of the greatest signs of a healthy church is age variation over all ages you know we're not just elderly people we're not just young people we've got older people we've got middle people we've got teens we've got young kids I think that's a real sign of a healthy church and as such I want you know us to partake together and just pray you know that God will just keep our hearts in the right place that we will continue to stay healthy that we will continue to stay focused upon God That we won't allow this spiritual cancer to creep in or, you know, our thoughts to be taken captive by something else other than Christ.
1: For the cross that you have carried Thank you for your blood that was shed
2: You took the weight
1: of sin upon your shoulders You sacrificed your life so I could live is holding
2: Oh love me,
1: now I get to love you in return,
2: now I get to love you in return,
0: just as we partake of these elements, these elements represent one body, the body of Christ. And as we do that, these elements join us together, you know, as the members of the body of Christ. I want you just to think about that, that we are the self, same, you know, one and the same. We are all together, in this together, you know. There's not one of us that's greater than the other. There's not one of us that's lesser than the other. We're all in this together. We need each other, you know. So I want you, as you partake of this, this morning, like I said before, just to seek... God, that he would give us strength to live for him with all of our hearts. And also that for those of you who need health, that health and healing would come through this, this morning as we partake. So let's partake of the body of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for that body that was broken for us. Hallelujah, Lord. It was tormented. It was tortured, Lord, that we might have peace of mind, peace of heart. Hallelujah. We thank you for that, Lord. We pray, Lord, that as we continue to partake of these, Lord, that you would give health to this body, to those that have special need of health and healing. Hallelujah. Give you glory. Let's partake of the blood. We thank you, Jesus, that the life is in the blood. Hallelujah. And that that life-giving blood was poured out so that we might have life. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that as we stand before the Father, all he sees is the blood of Jesus upon us. That perfect, holy blood of the one that was sinless that died for us. Father, I just pray healing upon your people. Lord, a recapturing of our hearts. Lord, may that first love be restored within us, Lord. May we go out with vigor and boldness proclaiming Jesus the Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We give you praise this morning. Thank you for your son. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.